0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
1: Hi, I'm Shanae Alexander, host of Press Send, a podcast and more importantly, a safe and hilarious place for candid conversations about the scary, funny, heartbreaking, but always intriguing questions that make us all human. Each week, me and a new best friend you haven't met yet field your questions across any and all topics and offer our take on the matter with plenty of humor, heart and badassery along the way. We launch a new episode of Press Send every Wednesday. We'll see you there.
0: Hey, bestie. It's Cammy Crawford. Relationships are hard, and that's why I'm here. Think of me as your big sister slash audible BFF that you can always trust to give you the real tea. This is my show, Relationship, the advice podcast that covers all relationship topics, the good, the bad, and the straight up shitty. Need advice? Send your story to hello at relationshippod.com or DM me at relationship on IG and tune in every Friday for new episodes. Be sure to follow us and subscribe so you don't miss all the hot goss. And if you're loving the show, please leave us a review. Talk soon, bestie. Chow, Welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode, you can already see what it's about. We're talking about cheating and cheaters. First of all, fuck y'all. But if you are a cheater and you're listening to this podcast episode to try to learn something, welcome. Um, We accept you with open arms, (laughs) Listen, it happens. It does happen. I'm not going to say it doesn't. But how do we make it through? Right. Like, what do we do? How do you make it past cheating? Can you make it past cheating? What's the next steps? And how do you get rid of that gross feeling that you feel after you've cheated or after you've been cheated on? Well, today we have on Dr. Ali Hicks. She's a relationship expert and she's a real doctor. All right, I just play one on TV. She is amazing and she has so many great statistics and amazing, amazing advice. And I can't wait for you guys to hear this. So keep listening, happy you're here. Welcome back to Relationship. It's your host, Cammie Crawford. I'm here today with one of my dear internet friends. I think so, I guess. Turned real life. Like, <laughs> honestly, I, well, first of all, that I always get ahead of myself. We are here with Dr. Ali, life coach, relationship expert. You can see her on VH1, NBC, Love & Hip Hop, OWN, MTV, the list goes on and on. You have a long repertoire. I'd be in these streets. you be in these streets. I'd be in these streets. But Dr. Ali is somebody that I've been following for what, two years now? Probably, yeah. And the advice that you give on relationships is amazing because it's real. Like, it's not like so clinical where people are like, what the fuck is she even talking about? Like you, though you have a PhD. Yeah, but it's like, you know, you got to you got to reach people. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. How long have you known that relationships was going to be like your expertise? That's an interesting question. It was one of those things that I kind of I almost
1: like stumbled into it. Mm-hmm. I was like, my expertise was in trauma. I worked in health. I was at like Kaiser and Cedars and doing all of this work. And then I start working with some adolescent girls.
0: Right, you told me about yes. this. Yes,
1: And it was like intense. Intense. And a lot of them would do so much better in we call in milieu, so in the facility, when they had a connection with their family.
0: Mm.
1: When their family was able to come in, and so the young girls who didn't really have that connection had so much more difficulties. Yeah, And so that's when it really clicked for me. And I was like, trauma, abandonment, abuse, all of these things are connected to attachment mm-hmm. and attachment is all about relationships.
0: Yeah, And so that's where I need to be. How much do you think that that kind of trickles over to, I feel like I know the answer to this, but how, how often does it trickle over to like marriage and like long-term relationships that people have with their significant others? Every time, right, your significant other becomes
1: your new caregiver. Mm. So the issues that you had with your caregiver, and I say caregiver because it could be mom, dad, grandma, auntie, uncle, foster mother, num- a number of foster parents. It could be anybody who was the per- a person or people that were figural and important in your life, especially when you were coming up. The relationships that you have with them, whether resolved or unresolved, get projected onto your partner, especially if you haven't dealt with it. I know.
0: I know. It uh, makes you think about it all differently. Well, yeah. I, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I feel like there's no way to come into a relationship with zero baggage. I feel like everybody, like you are born with zero baggage. And then the second that you're born, it's like you just, you start packing. Yeah. <laughs> and literally literally like, packing you literally pack like You start packing up all the shit. Like, oh, okay, family trauma, daddy issues, <laughs> throw that in there. Like, I guess I just am trying to figure out, like, how can you kind of begin to unpack that other than therapy, like just on your own, how can you begin to unpack that so that you don't carry that kind of trauma into every single relationship that you go through? Because it's not just the romantic ones. Like it'll go lead into your friendships. It leads into your work life.
1: Exactly. Life what
0: is is relationship. What do we do?
1: <laughs> One, we have to learn to unflinchingly look at ourselves and be okay with the parts of us that are vulnerable, the parts of us that are petty, Mm. The parts of us that are broken or seem broken, the parts of us that are strong, the parts of us that are resilient, like we have to look at ourselves because if you're not really sitting in this awareness of like who I am, you're not going to be able to fix anything if you're not aware. Right. Right. Like I can't prepare for rain if I don't even know what clouds look like. Yeah. So you have to first look outside to know what to be ready for. And so we just have to turn inward. And so that's one of the things like therapy can help with, right, is that you have a person who's trained, who's in your space, who can help you do this investigating. Because for some of us, we do that investigation and it's so heavy mm-hmm. that we fall into all these coping mechanisms that we've built that might, and some of them might not be healthy. Yeah. And so now we're like kind of spiraling, spiraling, spiraling because we've looked and it wasn't exactly what we wanted to see. Yeah. But that's one of the first steps is like becoming aware and then doing the deep dive. And I'm a big fan of journaling, but we can get to that later.
0: Mm. You know, I did buy that five minute journal and I got to about like day three. I just forgot. I just simply (laughs) forgot. It's five minutes of my time. No, no, I'm the same way. Like this ADHD, like non-neurotypical brain. It's like, okay, I did that for two seconds. I'm healed, right? Yeah. I'm fine. I'm great. I read the affirmation. I'm great. (laughs) I journaled a little. I did it all. And now (laughs) I have this journal that literally just sits in my bedside drawer and it's completely empty. And like every single time I'm writing, like, what do you want to be better at? Be more consistent. Well... (laughs) Well, that didn't happen. I became more (laughs) consistent at other things. I drink coffee at least twice a day. So consistency is there. You can do it. Right. When it's something that you really value and something that works for you. Right. And that's another thing
1: is that we also are motivated by things that work. Mm -hmm. And that's why some of the short term coping mechanisms are so effective. Like drugs, they work. Yeah. That's why people use them. But in the long term, they can really hurt you. Right. Mm -hmm. Like in in the short term, like a partner that like maybe like You know big ups you and it's always saying really positive things but then in in a week is like attacking you and beating you down but then you're waiting for those moments where they're big upping you Mm. like that can seem like a really great coping mechanism but in the long term you're getting more torn down than up yeah and so it's about finding the things that motivate us in the short term and the long term so maybe for you the journal really isn't the thing no maybe you know what i'm saying like maybe that's not really (laughs) the
0: coping mechanism for you it's really not it's really not i want it to be though like i want to be the girl who wakes up in journals And then, you know, goes to bed and journals and reads a book. It's not really like that. And I love I love the idea of journaling. But like I've noticed since the
1: whole panty, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: my I have like a glittery pink, glittery sparkle journal in my side table as well. Mm -hmm. And I've just noticed all I do is fill it with all my angry moments. Oh, I'm like, okay, girl, I
0: got to pivot this. (laughs) Like this is not matching the aesthetic of the actual journal itself. Let's throw this one out. Get like Literally. A, an all-black grief journal. That's and it. Then It'll be all gratitude. Yeah, exactly. The good things. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. But no, that makes so much sense. And I feel like you know this. This episode is not about trauma, but mm-hmm. I feel like we could talk about it for hours in preparation for what this is actually about. This episode is about cheating mm. and cheaters. So if you have been cheated on, or if you've been a cheater, this is for you. First, let's start with how many people come to you because they're having cheating issues within their relationship? A, a lot. Yeah. I think that is one of the, I, I want to say maybe the
1: number one reason people break up. Mm. It's it's definitely number one or number a quick number two behind just like irreconcilable. Like we just, I ain't in this anymore. Yeah. And I think even a part of the irreconcilable differences are sexual differences that mm. might even lead to cheating at some point in the future or to cheating and a misunderstanding about cheating. So cheating is up there. It's like the, the number one reason. So yeah. a lot of
0: people. And how often in those scenarios does the person say like, I wasn't loved as a child or I didn't have a good relationship with my parent. And that's why like I'm cheating now. Almost every time.
1: I would say this. I think when it comes to the cheator, mm-hmm. it can really vary. Yeah. Right. Because we're all so dynamic and so different as people that sometimes people who cheat are cheating because they feel super insecure in the relationship and
0: mm-hmm. they feel like
1: they're, they don't know how to get their needs met. And so they're kind of getting their needs met everywhere. Yeah. And then there's kind of like the more quintessential classic, like the television cheater that we see, that's kind of like the a-hole that's just like, I don't give a fuck, yeah. like I found somebody else and they did what they did and Ooh. we did what we, you know what I'm saying? Like there, yeah. is, cause there is that. Yeah that is more the narcissistic cheater, the person who really doesn't care about the emotions of their partner. And that's a person that we need to be running away from. Right. Like there was that whole like that whole like series or segment of life where people were doing that whole like red flag thing. Mm -hmm. Like red flag, the Mm -hmm. narcissist. They're going to do all the things that only serve them, that don't serve you. So there's definitely like the broken cheater that's like, I just... Needed love wherever yeah. I could. I need attention constantly. I needed my money. Need, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I feel insecure and I don't feel <laughs> comfortable blah, blah, in blah, myself. Blah, blah. And <laughs> whenever someone shows me love, I'm like, yes, give it all to me. And then there's the one that's just like, I mean, what did you expect? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm hot. I got money. I'm living in here and I'm doing my thing. And so, long, you know, girls are going to be throwing it at me. That's more Ooh. what I hear from guys. I will I will admit. <laughs> really? Straight, gay, whatever, LGBTQ, everyone. It's more, that's more like a, a male thing, I will say. There's no study on that, no stats. This is just personally from my Mm -hmm. experience, totally anecdotal. But I feel from the females that I've worked with that have cheated, it's been more of the like, I felt unloved, I felt Mm -hmm. unneeded, I felt unsupported. I was depleted, needed more attention. And so I got that attention and it was from someone outside of my
0: relationship. I have so many questions. (laughs) So many questions. questions. Number one. When somebody comes to you and they're like, I I needed comfort, blah, blah, blah. How often are you like, that's bullshit. You're just (laughs) fucking selfish. I don't think I've ever said those exact words. Well, because I feel like that's not the clinical way. Right. That's why I'm not any of these things. Well, I'm a little little bit
1: more real. I'm a little bit more real now. Now (laughs) that I'm not like doing like the the clinical, clinical stuff. Because as a coach, I'm a little bit more like, girl, by. Come Mm -hmm. on. on. Really? Mm -hmm. Really? But you know, I... I'm an over empathizer, so that might tell you a little bit about my own life. What's your sign? I am a Gemini.
0: <gasps> I think I knew that. Yeah. I think we talked about that. Gemini with the uh, Leo rising. Ooh,
1: yeah, and the Aries moon girl. <gasps> I'm oh, a lot. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's spicy. It That's is spicy and saucy. I'm a lot, but I empathize. I feel people a lot. So mm-hmm. you know, so even with the cheaters, I'm still like, tell me everything.
0: Yeah. I need to know what happened. Mm. Who wasn't there
1: for you? I'll be
0: there for you. Yeah, exactly.
1: But at a certain point, I'm I'm all about what we call the dialectic.
0: Mm-hmm. So about
1: sitting with two opposite, like opposing ideas that are very, very dissonant, but we can hold them at the same time. That you can be someone who is vulnerable and needs to be cared for, but also needs to be held accountable. Right. And has to acknowledge that your actions were shitty.
0: I think I'm that. What's that called? What did you say? <laughs> the dialectic. I'm a dialectic. Yes.
1: I, I think it's important <laughs> to help people see the dialectic. So if someone uh-huh. comes to me and they're just beating themselves up for cheating, right, and that's all they're doing, I'm like, but you're also vulnerable and you needed support and you needed love and mm-hmm. you didn't have that when you were growing up and you're not used to, you know, this, you're not used to that. But if someone comes in and they're only making excuses for themselves mm-hmm. and they're just like, oh, I couldn't be it couldn't be helped. It was inevitable. I make this much money and I do this and I do that. And of course, everyone's throwing this at me. Then uh-huh. it's like, no, you need to be held more accountable. Yeah. Right. Let's talk about this. Like we have to be real. Like a big belief of mine is that when we get into relationships, we are holding our partner's heart. Right. right. That is what our partner has entrusted us with is is the most intimate part of them, the most vulnerable moments that they have, their experience, we are holding that. Yeah. And so it is our responsibility to be constantly thinking about this heart that we are holding. Mm -hmm. And it is their responsibility to be constantly thinking about the heart that they are holding. And if we are constantly thinking about our partner and our partner's well-being, then everyone is being fed. But what happens a lot of times in relationships is you'll have one partner that's holding their own heart and is thinking about themselves and then we'll have another partner that is holding that first partner's heart too. But nobody's holding that second partner's heart.
0: Child, and then they end up throwing the heart to somebody mm-hmm. else and they want to hold it because their hands are free. That's it.
1: The, and, that, and that's it. So Ooh. someone else might catch that heart or sometimes even the one who's holding their own heart. They're only looking out for themselves. And and certain—and that's like when you're looking at like, the kind of like, I'm not diagnosing anybody with narcissism. That's when you're kind of looking at that more egotistical, mm-hmm. self-centered type of love. Where somebody is just building up these walls and only focused on what they can get because maybe they think other people won't really take care of them. Mm-hmm. They've never seen it, and the people don't know how to take care of them, and so they're just kind of like trying to get what they can. It's kind of this, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it's like no one can do it but me, so I'm gonna get this person. I'm gonna get that person. They're gonna take care of me. I'm gonna have this girl over here. I'm gonna have this guy over there. And child. Yeah.
0: But then that's my question. That's my second question because mm-hmm. I haven't do do do. I have a list in my brain. Why are those people in relationships? Like, if you want to go out and have everybody be single, I don't get why people like why are cheaters perpetually in relationships? Like, you don't have to be a cheater. You could just go out and be a dog, and nobody would care. You just go, come right back to your little doghouse, go back out, go get a bone, Mm. come come
1: back to your doghouse, and that's that's the selfish piece, right? Because humans need intimacy. Mm. We are bad at being alone, right? None of us in this room are wearing clothes that we made ourselves. None of us are wearing, like, I didn't make this table. You didn't make this building. We need other humans in order to survive, period, point blank. Other humans are built into us evolutionarily. So there's a part of our brain and a frontal lobe called mirror neurons. And they make us connect and empathize with other people because we have to do it. So if we do too many things that could push us outside of the group, we feel guilty. And the guilt motivates us to like, apologize, to do what we have to do to get back in the group. Because if you get kicked out, evolutionarily, you get kicked out of the group, you're dead. Yeah. You couldn't make it as a hunter-gatherer by yourself. Yeah. Berries go bad. You got to have a lot of people getting berries. <laughs> berries go bad. You can't just hold on to your berries by yourself. They yeah. will all be rotten. Yeah. Right? Or you drop a few. You drop a few, you're in trouble. Right? <laughs> you, don't a, you, don't get, you don't get a wildebeest that month. You're done for. Yeah. Right? So you got to have more people. And so even these folks who who don't think they need relationships realize they need relationships at some level. And so they're still seeking out the intimacy. They're just seeking it out on their own terms. Mm-hmm. And I think when that becomes problematic is when they're not communicating and being honest. Yeah. Because and, cause also you have to be honest with your actions because some guys will say, I, I, I shouldn't be blaming guys. Some people will say, but I told them, I told them I didn't want a relationship. But then you're sitting up on the phone all night, every oh. night. Then you're taking them out to eat every week. You're flying them out to other countries. You're doing all the things that a very intimate, committed relationship might do. You're pantomiming that, but you're communicating something that's very different. And what that does in the eyes of a person who's a pursuer or a person who wants the relationship to kind of keep going is that they're, they're getting those crumbs of love. And they're like, this person really wants to be with me. They're showing me how important I am. And I just eventually will convince them
0: Mm-hmm. To be in this
1: intimate, committed relationship with me, and it'll happen eventually. They just took me to France. They just
0: bought me this really nice bag. No, they just bitch. did this. They just no. did that. You know. No. And he I wants have... to be in a relationship with me. He's just really busy right now. He's really busy. No, if he
1: wanted to be in a relationship with you, he'd be in a relationship with you. Period. You know what I'm saying? If mm-hmm. Bill Gates could be married at some point, yeah, anyone can. Yeah. If these these people are true, he's a very busy person. Right. However you feel about him, conspiracies, whatever, whatever. Right. <laughs> I feel like I always have to put a caveat on everything. Yes, now. yes. But like he's busy. Yeah. Every busy people mm-hmm. still can value the people that are in their lives. Yeah. And find space for them.
0: I always say if Barack can do it, your man can do it too. He's a better example. Okay. Uh. <laughs> if Barack can take Michelle on a date, find the time, you can find the time. Thank you. He was running the free world. The, what's he, your, he was what's your, your man doing? Oh. <laughs> Playing uh, Call of Duty. A lot of Call of Duty. Like no, he ain't that's not doing busy. Shit. Thank you. Oh, my God. Hey, friend. So I am in the middle of working through a hot flash right now. All right. I've got PMS. I'm cramping. I'm a whole mess. And I'm just wondering, like, what even goes on within my reproductive system? What's going on in there? Because I feel like there's a war happening right now in my uterus. And I would really love more information about my reproductive health. Well, that is where modern fertility comes in. And did you know that with just a simple finger prick, you can unlock tons of insight into your reproductive health. I'm talking egg count, menopause timing. If your hormone levels indicate conditions like thyroid disorders or PCOS, all things that are good to know whether or not kids are in your future. We talk about kids a lot on the podcast. I definitely want kids in the future. So having this information is absolutely vital. Traditional testing with your doctor can cost over $1,000, but Modern Fertility gets you the same info at $159, a fraction of the price. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash you can get $20 off of your test. Also, if you have HSA or FSA, you can put those dollars towards modern fertility. If you want kids today or maybe one in the future, clinically sound info about your body can help make the right decision that is for you. If you want kids today or maybe one day in the future, clinically sound info about your body can help you make the decision that's right for you. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash cami. That means your test will cost $139 instead of the several hundred or even thousands dollars plus it could cost at a doctor's office. Get $20 off of your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash cami, spelled K-A-M-I-E, modernfertility.com slash cami. All right, besties, I'm grabbing the heating pad. I'm getting my life together. Let's get back to the podcast. On this podcast, we are inclusive. But when it comes to the gender binary, I feel like people don't always assume that when someone is cheating in a relationship, if it's a heterosexual relationship, that it's the woman. They always assume that the man would be the cheater. How often do you see women in these heterosexual relationships coming in and being like, I cheated on my partner? Women cheat too. (laughs) Women cheat too. Um, Was. (laughs) I haven't. I've never cheated on a partner. You know, me neither. And me to neither. my knowledge, I've never been cheated on. I always say to my knowledge because, you know, you can't trust these motherfuckers for shit. So you, you, know, you never know. What exactly, exactly.
1: I definitely have one situation that whenever I figure out my life, I will probably talk more about. But I definitely was in a relationship with more than one person because mm-hmm. at some point, I think also when it comes to communication, polyamory is an option. Yeah. If everybody, but everyone has to consent.
0: Mm-hmm. It has
1: to be very open communication and trust. And safety are the center of polyamorous relationships or like non-monogamous relationships. And they can look very different. They are actually very notorious for not working out long term. Mm. But I think we also have to sometimes adjust our idea of what a relationship is going to be and how long it's going to last.
0: Yeah.
1: I think I've now gotten away from the question that you originally asked me. (laughs) (laughs) It was about women and cheating.
0: Yes. They cheat. They
1: cheat. So there was a study done actually in 2016 and I would love to see an update of it but they were looking at you know cheating and relationships and all of these things and actually in the like late teens early 20s women were one point higher than men in cheating
0: oh you know what I actually believe that I actually believe that because the amount of friends that I had in high school that were like, yeah, I cheated on this week and this college boy was in town, And like, we just hooked up, like we just hooked up. It was just like making out. It wasn't anything serious. Mm-hmm. Like, I hope he takes me back.
1: Literally, it was like 11 percent to 10 percent. Like <laughs> guys were 10 percent cheaters. Women were like 11 percent. And then from there on out, it's like women are less likely to cheat mm-hmm. by a good margin. I don't remember the exact stats. And then it like explodes at when we hit 50. Yeah, Men all of a sudden really take the lead in cheating. And then it widens even more after 60. Oh,
0: man. You know what? I feel like a lot of people, because we did some polls <laughs> let's, yeah, on our let's Instagram. See. Okay. We we love a poll. Mm-hmm. The kind you dance on and the kind that we give through Instagram stories. Listen, these poll dancing classes, I yeah. felt like it yeah. <laughs> exactly. goddess. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Like, we oh. support all polls here. Oh, my God. Especially the ones that you vote in. Oh, especially. Very vote. important. If uh, they brought polls. the other
1: polls to those polls everyone would be voting
0: did you see that Atlanta <laughs> strippers like their poll thing for for the presidential election no oh incredible I have to send you the link we need to be doing this yeah. everywhere they okay. were like get to the polls and they were shaking that ass and they looked incredible I support it okay so the first poll that we did was have you ever cheated on a romantic partner 74 percent said no but 26 percent said yes. But then when we asked, have you ever been cheated on by a romantic partner? 70% said yes, 30% said no. Mm. Then we asked about the excuses that were given to them as to why the partner cheated or why they cheated. Yeah, you know, we get- I, know. I would love to hear, <laughs> I
1: love, I can't wait <laughs> to hear these.
0: We get down to the nitty gritty on this podcast, okay? First person said, they never admitted to it, the girl told me. Someone said that their partner said, you let yourself go. You were out of town. You weren't affectionate enough. I love you, but I love her too. Is that possible? Do you think that someone can love two people at the same time equally? I mean, I think that you probably can because you look at
1: parents who have multiple children. That's true. We can. I think we can. But are you truly loving someone if you're lying to them and sneaking around behind their back? Is that truly loving? So I would like to say they probably were lusting after Mm -hmm. two different people because love involves communication, openness, vulnerability, and giving a person a choice, right? right? You would give that person a choice to be in a relationship with you and someone else. You wouldn't sneak around if you really love them. So like, mm. I'm kind of calling bullshit on that. Period. Yeah. Love that.
0: Somebody said excuse, question mark, question mark, with a bunch of laughing emojis. <laughs> <laughs> there was no excuse, man. A lot of people said none. Someone said they blamed it on being drunk. Someone said, I never got caught so they never had to get an excuse. Yeah, it's
1: wow, that's wild.
0: It's a woman. Uh, you know, I got to pronouns women and all cheat. things. Women yes, cheat. it happens. It is a woman. But do you think that women have a less chance of getting caught? I I've heard this many times that women are more careful and calculated about our shit than guys are. I do think that. Cuz they're just messy.
1: And I I think we're also socialized <laughs> Right. Yeah. I think women are taught to tr- to look for men cheating. It is like the oldest narrative. Like mm. when you watch television shows from like the t- the 30s and the 40s and the 50s. It's always the man cheating. Yeah. And the woman kind of like, you know, looking. So I think that we're all kind of trained to do it. And I don't think men are trained to be mm. looking at our phone like, you know, there's like that, like all these TikTok videos of women like looking over their man's yeah. shoulder with their phone to see what he's looking at to try yes. to get his
0: passcode and all this stuff. <laughs> Using his face ID, mm-hmm. I can't relate. I don't. I don't go through the phone because I feel like you are gonna see some shit that you don't want to see. Me neither. I don't go through. <laughs> I don't even want to know. I don't even. That's I
1: mean, I trust my husband with all my heart. I'm yeah. not even worried about it. But like, I just I don't. And I also think there's just like a respect level. I don't
0: want anybody going through my shit. Exactly. Don't exactly. take my phone and start going through it. Are you insane? Like, are you insane? <laughs> That's weird. Are it's an intimate place. Insane. Your cell phone is an intimate place. Yeah. And honestly, like to people listening. Because I think a lot of women, too, are like, yeah, I'm going to go through the phone. But do you want him going through yours? Do you want him in those girls group chats? That's what I'm saying. Because you have to also listen.
1: OK, listen, everybody. <laughs> listen, but listen. I know we're taught not to gossip. Mm-hmm. But one of the reason women live longer is because we communicate our feelings to our friends. Yes. Partly as like a rehearsal. So right, it's like. Like, I know we're taught, you know, don't talk about anyone that's not in the room. But
0: sometimes you have to figure out, how am I going to approach my partner? Oh, do you know how many drafts of my messages that I send to anyone goes through my group chats first? I'm, I'm going to tell him this. I'm going to say, what you think? And then they'll edit it. And they're like, girl, no. Okay. <laughs> I get it. Yes. You
1: got that petty streak in you. So you yep. really want to bring this up. Mm-hmm. But what about we just say that? Mm-hmm. You know, and so you have to do some of those rehearsals, you have to talk about some of this stuff. Yeah. And that's why women, we kind of express it a little bit more. And so we're not holding on to it, because holding on to a lot of stress literally manifests into physical illness. Mm-hmm. And so we're able to express it, talk about it, get it out. And so yeah, of course you don't want him going through your phone. No. You don't need him seeing all of that, no. your original message. You want him to see the original yes. message? Get yes. out of here. Absolutely not. This
0: sex is whack anyway. I don't even like him like that. He's ugly anyway. My ex was so much good. You want for him to see that? Thank you. That's Do you want for him to see that? You don't. You don't. No, because you don't actually mean that most <laughs> no. of the time. You're just angry. No, but you because you got to
1: be careful about what you say. Yeah. You never want to say the wrong thing. It's mm-hmm. never going to be forgotten. It's going to hurt them forever.
0: Hmm. It's true. Somebody said that their excuse was that it was a really unhealthy relationship, and we both fell for other people. So it was excuses on both sides. You should have been out. Yeah, that should have been a breakup. Been out. Yeah. More than likely, the person was abusive. So. Oh, you should have been out. Yeah, should have been out. You
1: should have been out because cheating can be more dangerous. Uh huh. Yeah. If they're abusive and they find out, then that could really be a dangerous situation. So yeah, we need to be helping our friends who are. We need more services for folks that are in abusive relationships it's really hard to get yourself out of
0: agreed agreed it wasn't really cheating I just wanted her naked pictures pardon the fuck out of me somebody said that they approached their partner about the cheating and the partner said okay and because they were cheating too yeah (laughs) (laughs) y'all were both cheating what um well no 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 they they said you've been cheating on me and they said okay and they said okay and (laughs) <laughs> that's ruthless. Chao. Oh my goodness. I'll bust the windows out your car. Oh, I wouldn't that's be long. able to contain myself. Okay, and?
1: I, I would definitely, that would definitely be an escalating uh, incident.
0: That's, that's a good way of putting it. <laughs> I like that because that's not criminal yeah it's not, it's not criminal. <laughs> so, for legal reasons it would have been an escalating incident <laughs> for me not me busting any windows out of anyone's car Mm-mm, what no. who said that, that wasn't I don't a, even own a bed that wasn't no, I, I do it's right next to my bed <laughs> but that's for protection <laughs> see you can head that that's for protect. you can head out. we had a bunch of different ones There, there's a lot in here uh, the person told them that it was their fault and he fucked their mutual friend You went off to college. It wasn't a physical cheat, but it was an emotional one, which I find to be worse. Me too. I think women tend to find that worse.
1: And that tends to be what women do.
0: Yeah. We tend to
1: have the emotional affairs, partly because we're so good at communicating and we're trained to understand emotion and to need more from our partners. And when our partners can't give that, Mm. We might not want to physically leave them because also as women, we make less money. We might have kids with this person and it is hard for a woman to be single. Yeah. Financially self-sufficient and maybe raising kids on her own. And so now you're kind of stuck in this relationship physically. Yeah. But emotionally, you're entirely checked out and, you know, still sucks. Mm-hmm. But that, that is what you do see.
0: Yeah. And next thing you know, you're, you got a work husband. <laughs> That's why it's
1: becoming more and more.
0: I don't like message, a real husband.
1: Saying, I don't message men after the sun sets. Yeah. That's one of my things. Like <laughs> once good, the sun sets, yes. I'm like I don't talk to no dudes. Yeah,
0: off the clock. Yeah, off the clock. <laughs> Somebody said they cheated because well, they were told that the reason why they got cheated on was because they gained weight. They needed to see if they still had it. They weren't feeling like themselves. You weren't giving me sex enough. My ex was my first and it was really hard to let her go. Yeah. <laughs> the goal. Like, audacity. The audacity. <laughs> the audacity. Yeah. Some of these are just fucking whack. And then some of these, it's like, okay, the person that you were with should have probably communicated their feelings to you a long time ago. Like, I just feel like there's there's steps. There's levels, I think, before you get to the point of actually cheating with someone. If you have like a, a conscious yeah. mind, I don't know. It would take a lot. It would take a lot. Like, I don't even know what it would. T- I don't think it would take anything. I think I might the right thing to do. And what I've always said in my romantic relationships to my partners is, hey, if you're out and you just can't contain yourself, send me a text. Mm-hmm. Call me. Do anything. Say, listen, I can't resist this bitch at the bar. Break up with me. Just break up with me. Just break up with or me. Or include me. Maybe we all
1: want to, maybe maybe I can't, maybe I can't resist that girl at the bar either. Who Let me knows? See. Let's just talk. Let me see. Send me a picture. Let me see. <laughs> no. Oh I, just, I know. God. I know. But I'm saying, like communication openness, like you're yeah. saying, give me a choice. Exactly. Right. Give me an option because you never know what I'm going to say. Yeah. You never know. It could be a good time. It could be a good time for all. Not for me, though. That is the number one. You're like, that ain't mine. That is the number one fantasy in Mm -hmm. the United States is a threesome.
0: (gasps) Really? Number one sexual fantasy. I am too territorial for that shit. Yeah. But a lot of people don't do it, but they want it. I've always said I'm the type to like be down up until the point of you're touching on my man. And now it's an escalating incident. (laughs) (laughs) What? Wait a minute. This is really how
1: I didn't agree to this. Like, but you did. No, I did not. I did not. I did not. I didn't think this would actually happen. Like in my in my eyeline.
0: That wasn't me. It I, was Casamigos. I did not agree. <laughs> Casamigos. That is who I agreed with not you. agree. Not me. No. I love the smells of the season. Thanks to Native's new seasonal scents, my favorites are with me wherever I go. Yes, I'm talking about their deodorant. Native deodorant is formulated with ingredients you've actually heard of before, like coconut oil and shea butter, and they never use aluminum, parabens, or sulfates, but they still keep you smelling amazingly fresh all day long. I personally have the candy cane one. When I tell you that peppermint scent, divine. It smells so good. It's like a little bit of vanilla, a little bit of peppermint. It's absolutely perfect and smells exactly like a candy cane should and would, and it keeps your armpits smelling minty fresh, which is awesome. With classics and rotating seasonals, Native has a deodorant scent for everyone, including their new holiday-inspired collection that has the candy cane one, like I said, but they also have sugar cookie and fresh mistletoe. Native is not only good for you, it's good for the planet. They have a deodorant made of 100% paperboard packaging, and they're vegan, and they never test on animals. You know we love that. We love our fur babies. I'm not alone in loving Native. They have over 15,000 five-star reviews, so I know you're going to love them, too. Keep the sense of the season with you with Native's limited-time holiday-scented deodorants. Go to nativedeodorant.com and use code CAMI to get 20% off of your first purchase at checkout. That's nativedeodorant.com, code CAMI for 20% off. nativedeodorant.com, code CAMI. Okay, you guys, let's get back to the show. We got a bunch of actual written statements. uh, Looking for advice. There's so many different stories. I couldn't believe... How many stories, and especially from a lot of like young people, which you said that like teenagers. Like early, that's when they're
1: doing it. That's when it's happening.
0: Okay, so this first one, I'm going to leave the names out, even yeah. though they included them in. I need advice. I'm so lost. I've been married for a little over a year to a man I've been with for almost nine years. His name is blank, and our relationship has always had its ups and downs, and we were on and off in the beginning. He had a stroke at 24 years old. Luckily, he made a full recovery, but it fully changed him and gave him this attitude that is hard to deal with sometimes. I trained a new hire at my job years ago named blank, and we were instantly attracted and drawn to each other and became, he became a good friend of mine really fast. If I hadn't been with blank at the time, I would have wanted to be with this other guy. We were still really flirty with each other and talked all the time. We ended up having a falling out a few years ago and didn't talk for a while, but he never really left my mind at all. We reconnected after some time and it was like nothing had really changed. I ended up being pregnant and engaged and eventually married. And through all of that, the new hire was always really supportive, even though I'm sure it hurt him because he still wants to be with me. It just shows the kind of person that he is. With us being older, we've had a lot more conversations about feelings for one another and I just can't help but think I'm supposed to be with him. I'll admit that I'm having an emotional affair with him and when my husband went away for a bachelor party, I had plans to go see blank, but he had a death in the family, so I wasn't able to see him, which killed me. Child, that was probably a blessing. The universe was protecting you. Mm (laughs) Yeah. I haven't cheated yet in a way, in that way, but honestly, I want to. And it's because with my current partner right now, I feel alone. And we've had many talks about what I need in a relationship over the years and nothing has changed. It's almost like I just settled when all I really want is this other guy. I don't know what to do anymore and it's more complicated than ever before. I really my heart goes out to to them a Mm -hmm. lot, particularly because
1: their partner had a stroke. Yeah. And that's something that can change a person. I mean, depending upon where it is, Mm -hmm. frontal lobe damage can change a person's personality drastically.
0: Mm.
1: Drastically. And it's
0: not their fault. It's not their fault.
1: Yeah. But you're now having to deal with it. And, you know, and, and who knows if their personality now is aggressive or incapable of really understanding some of the deepness of your experiences or your emotions or makes it difficult to empathize with you, which are things that you need in your relationship. And what I would empower her to do is to figure out if she can get a therapist to sit down with her her husband mm. and herself and see if they can work through it. And she'd be really honest about his personality changes impacting her to see if she can improve that relationship to bring in some of the emotional support that she's getting from this other partner. Yeah. And this other, you know, potential like work husband kind of situation. If she can try to let her husband know, her partner know, these are the things that I really feel like I am lacking mm-hmm. because that's one thing that a an emotional affair can do is it can highlight the areas that are missing in your own relationship
0: mm-hmm.
1: they can really show you that okay there's some non-physical things because yeah sex is great but it ain't everything yeah most of
0: your relationship is spent not fucking yeah <laughs> facts <laughs> Facts, right? Like, especially if you've been together for a while, isn't that like? I don't. People think like, <laughs> like, "Oh my God, you're so lucky." If you're in a long-term relationship, you're probably having sex every single day. What? Even if you did, yeah. you're still doing other things more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like <laughs> arguing over toilet paper tissue. You know what I'm saying? Grocery shopping.
1: Like, I mean, how long yeah. can you fuck every day? No, I, every. There are some people. There are. There are, but still, like, come on, you got to work. And me though. <laughs> no, no, you got to you got to work and live your life. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, and so, so the emotional piece is important, and she does need to like really honor herself in that she's managed to not get too far with this with this other man. Yeah. That the universe, God, Allah, whoever is on her side mm-hmm. was on her side that day. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, there was a tragedy in his family, which obviously we don't wish on anybody. Yeah. But definitely kept her from possibly making a very real mistake. Mm-hmm. And then we also have to keep in mind, you know, the 80-20 principle that when you're in an unhappy relationship, anything looks like sunshine. Mm. That does not necessarily mean that this other person would be a better partner for you. Mm. They're just filling the void in your marriage. That is the realest
0: thing. That is so true. That is so true. Because when you hear stories of people who are in these situations, especially emotional affairs, but even the physical ones too, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I'm not getting this over here, but this person is telling me all those things. But then there's a lot of shit that they're not doing either. Because they don't have to. But it's just that one thing. I watch a lot of Oprah specials. And I watch <laughs> a lot of like, when she's like, all the men in the room today have cheated. And it's like 500 men in like a big conference room. And she's like, if you've cheated, raise your hand. And they all raise their hand. I'm like, what the fuck? But it's always the same thing. I wasn't getting this and the excitement of this. Because I was getting that one thing that I was missing over here. I'm getting it over here. She doesn't argue with me. She doesn't, She, you know, because because you're not with her all the time. Exactly. Of course she doesn't argue with you. She doesn't smell your stanky booty. <laughs> exactly.
1: When you, <laughs> when you don't shower before you get in bed. Exactly. She doesn't know where you put your socks every single yeah, night.
0: She's impressed by me. Yeah, because she doesn't see the fact that you don't do shit at home. You know like, what I'm
1: saying? <laughs> she, she, she doesn't see it all. Yeah. And then we, and it's also partly thinking about what your partner is doing. Mm-hmm. Right. Especially if you're in a healthy relationship. Right. If you're not being abused, if your yeah. partner's not speaking down to you, if they're just maybe too boring today mm-hmm. or you've gotten used to them or everyone's put on weight pandemic. Yeah. Listen, we all I I tried to squeeze into these pants and had a panic attack on the way here. I was like, call out my husband. I was like,
0: why is this happening to me? Stop.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. First of all, you look great. I haven't been wearing pants with buttons for a while. And so zippers and Who buttons has, are though? really a thing. But like. We're going to get older. We're going to gain weight. Yeah, maybe in our 20s we were popping. Maybe in our 30s we were popping. Some of us pop our whole lives, but a lot of us, things change. And yeah. we need to be able to change with our partner.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? And if all you like about your partner is the fact that they're hot, when they're 99, yeah, I don't know how hot they're going to be.
0: <laughs> they know. might be hot for a 99-year-old. That's it.
1: But you're not going to be hot for a 25-year-old at yeah. 99. You're just not.
0: Oh, that's my biggest fear. Right? But you're
1: not. It's just, it's just, it, is, it is what it is, right? Yeah and and i mean there's work that we can do but like we have to at some point like i always talk about like diversifying our self esteem mm. and we have to find multiple pieces of ourselves that we love that we can carry throughout our lives because yeah. if it's only one thing especially one thing like looks or weight you pop out two kids your weight's different yeah it's different your body just is it sh- it's shaped different but different as supposed to as it's supposed to yeah you know and so like when it comes to when it comes to her and 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 him if it's a healthy relationship, leaning into the gratitude of it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So whenever you think about being with this other guy, realizing that I'm sure they have a lot of really wonderful qualities. And if she wants to commit to him, then she can leave her current relationship. She can do the most that she could do, do the therapy, do the work. And if the relationship is truly irreconcilable, if there's no way he's going to ever give her the things that she wants, and, she is, and she's not comfortable with living in a marriage that doesn't have that, mm-hmm. she should terminate that marriage and relationship allow him to go on and live a life that will make him happy with someone who will love all the things that he has and then pivot to this new relationship. But don't expect this new relationship to be perfect either.
0: Period. Because it won't be. Yeah. Because he's also a person. Yeah. That's, I always say that there's compromise in every single relationship. You just have to decide what you are willing to compromise on. Absolutely. Like, if, if you're willing to compromise on the emotional piece of it, cool. But if you're not, then you probably need to get out as soon as you can. Okay. Moving on to the next one. My fiance cheated seven years ago and I used to have dreams when he did cheat. They stopped, but they've recently come back. What do I do? Maybe to someone they're just dreams, but I feel like I have that extra sense.
1: My my first initial thought about this, because obviously, I mean, absolutely. I think there, there are people who are very intuitively connected and can maybe sense things in their waking life. Yeah. Because there's something about our conscious mind that also tries to tamp down some of our fears
0: mm-hmm.
1: and some of the things you might be seeing. We can only pay attention to so many things, right? Yeah. And so our conscious mind might try to push away certain realities. And when we're sleeping, we're living fully in our unconscious where there's nothing but possibilities. And so something that she saw throughout the day, something she saw throughout the week can absolutely be emerging in those dreams. Mm. And it's like, oh, this motherfucker cheating again. Yeah. Right. Or it can also be trauma. Right. Because one symptom of trauma is nightmares, especially nightmares about the thing that was difficult. And we don't like to think about trauma as like all the things that are actually traumatic. There's trauma with a big T, which is like rape, assault, you know, the death of a loved one or the, your, um, a near death of yourself, like something really physically damaging. Mm-hmm. But there's trauma with a little T, which is losing a job, divorce being cheated on, Mm. uh, even sometimes moving because you don't want to, or, you know, sometimes even having kids can be traumatic for some people. And so she experienced a trauma with a T, with a little T. And so the dreams coming back might be a reflection of the fact that she hasn't fully worked through some of her trauma and might need to get into some individual therapy to really work through how it is she feels about it maybe she kind of pushed it to the side a little bit and now it's rearing its head because there's something that he did that she's unconsciously tapping into. Yeah. That is making her feel kind of like this is happening again. Yeah. So no matter what, I would have her look into some individual work and not too quickly like just confront him and be like, like, you know, like that story about the girl who's like, I dream you were cheating. Yes. I don't know if we could do this anymore. Yes. But it's like, and he's like, what?
0: I don't like what you did in my dream last night. <laughs> but he actually
1: did cheat, right? Yeah. Yeah. So very few people stay in relationships after someone cheated.
0: Well, what do you say to that? Like, how do you feel about, if you do accept the fact that somebody's cheated on you and you do decide to carry on that relationship, because I think we did another poll. You know, we love a poll. And we asked people, did the relationship last after the cheating? 85% said no. So for the 15% that said yes, That it did survive.
1: That's exactly what the bigger stats say. Really? 15%. 15 15.6% stay in the relationship. Or we're currently in the relationship during the stat. So so y'all stats are legit.
0: All of our followers. Look at that. Y'all shit is good. Look at y'all. I'm so proud of (laughs) y'all. What about for those 15% then? Like, can you even bring up the cheating after it's done? If you've already accepted your partner to move forward in that relationship.
1: I think that's hard, right? It's like, because you want to be able to allow for forgiveness. Yeah. Because that's a huge part of the uh, kind of the dynamic post cheat or post any type of offense. Right. But it's all about why. Why am I feeling this? Is it because some of these things are coming up again that are making me feel like you're cheating? Mm -hmm. Because then that could be a conversation with your partner and be like, okay, I don't want to bring up the cheating. I want to let you know how I'm feeling right now.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I've been having dreams about it. I've been concerned and worried. You came home really late last night. You didn't really have an explanation, and it's just kind of re-traumatizing me, and it's taking me back to a bad place. Is there anything you can do to reassure me? Because forgiveness isn't necessarily the the only goal, right? Yeah. You forgive because your partner who aggressed against you has done everything in their power to make you feel safe again, mm-hmm. right? That has to happen first. Right. You have to feel safe. The trust and the safety have to come back into the relationship and that's the responsibility of the person who cheated and so then hopefully after the work that you've done they would be open to you bringing up again like okay I'm not trying to bring up the cheating per se right but I'm for some reason feeling very uncomfortable again is there can we talk about this can we set an appointment with our couples therapist or something to address the way that I'm feeling right now so we can honor that part of myself so I can move through it again yeah because even you know Like, I think the Bible actually had a pretty great statement when it comes to forgiveness. Seventy times seven. We don't forgive somebody once. We do forgive over and over and over again. Every time that thing comes up in our mind, we are engaging in the act of forgiveness all over again. Mm -hmm. And So forgiveness isn't easy and it does involve the other person. Sometimes you do have to bring it up like, okay, you stayed out a little too late. It's kind of reminding me that last time I had to forgive you. Yeah. Can you help me out?
0: Yeah. I'm trying to do this. And the partner you don't want is the one that's like, I already said sorry. How many times do you have to apologize? But I feel like it can get to that point yeah. too for the other person who did cheat, where they're like, I'm doing everything in my power to prove to you that I'm I'm willing to be committed now. And it's like you it takes you gotta be a strong ass bitch. You do. Or whoever. Yeah. And that's <laughs> why a lot of those accept. relationships don't, do, they don't work. Yeah. I'm not that strong. I'm sorry. Because every time I would be like, oh, hold on now. <laughs> what? Where are you going? What are you typing? <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> Who the fuck <laughs> is she? Why did the postman just wave at you? What's
1: going on? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> What's going on? Exactly. <laughs> that's it. Uh,
0: you know, to the 15% that can hold on, Godspeed. And, you know, I hope that you're not in a relationship with somebody that is, you know, negating those feelings that you could still have. But definitely you recommend couples therapy yeah, as absolutely. like for sure, if you've been dealing with something like that. What about for people who can't afford couples therapy? They're
1: cerebral, cere- what, is it called cerebral? There's like all these apps now? Yeah. You can get like mm-hmm. all kinds of like- Talk low, space. Talk space. Like, I don't know who we're, who your ads are with. Yeah. But- Talkspace. <laughs> Talkspace. Everyone go to Talkspace. Yes. Because, no, they're legit. They're actually yeah. the really, really legit. Yeah. They have so many types of, diff- like, different levels of therapists, like, different specialties. So there are options to get people who are affordable. Mm-hmm. Because you you do want someone who's a professional. I don't tend to lead towards, like, the spiritual leaders as much. Because mm-hmm. I feel like you need someone who does have, like, some expertise in, like, relationship dynamics. And mm-hmm. you don't want to get caught up in something that's, like, well, since your genitalia looks like this, you should be doing that. You know what I'm so saying? Like bizarre. Because that's, that's kind of how I take it. It's like, yeah. well, people say, well, well, women should be long-suffering. Well, okay, so my vagina. Let's talk about the fact. So because I was born with a vagina. <laughs> yes. I now have to tolerate bullshit. Endure? Fuck oh. out of here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be. Fuck <laughs> that. Fuck that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so there are definitely resources to find, you know, lower um, income intervention because, at, you know, Mental health services should be accessible to everybody. Amen. And some people's insurance actually covers individual therapy. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. I mean, there's so many insurance companies. I can't possibly know them all. Yeah. But some may even cover couples, but definitely individual. And at least an individual, you can talk about your relationship and your individual can help you do some work on maybe why you're tolerating a partner that's cheating or while you're maybe kind of drawn to people who keep cheating on you.
0: Mm-hmm. If you
1: find yourself in the same patterned relationship, patterns speak very loudly and it really means something about the way that you're processing your your world and how you fit in that world. Yeah. So there definitely are alternatives and options. But I do empathize. I mean, some people haven't worked in a long time. We're in a very
0: sensitive, unique space right now. Yeah. Yeah, everybody's struggling. So yeah. you're not the only one. No, I feel bad that we couldn't get to everyone, but yeah. there's so many stories. But I feel like we have given you what you need for the moment and you're just gonna have to come back. Yeah, That's it, make me come <laughs> back, everybody. Just <laughs> no.
1: demand, exactly. demand and scream yes. and yell. Yes. Then I come Dr. Back. <laughs> Allie must come back. And you guys have to follow Dr. Allie. Tell everyone where they can find you. Yeah, they can find me at AllisonHicks.com. They can find me at, at AllisonHicks on on Twitter and on um Instagram. And then TikTok, it's like dr.ally, but my mm-hmm. name is spelled wacky. A-L-L-Y-C-I-N. Allison.
0: Okay. I'm so stupid because when I read that, I was like, Dr. sin Hicks. <laughs> Right, right? I was like, yeah. I thought that like maybe you had like hyphenated your no. last <laughs> name. My whole name is
1: Allison Lindsay Powell Hicks. Oh my God. And yeah, it's Allison. It's my grandma's name, Alice. And my mother's name, Cynthia. Oh. Narcissist. <laughs> No, I I'm kidding. <laughs> my mom is going to listen and be like, how dare she yeah. say this? <laughs> she's it's not okay, a narcissist. My, my mom is wonderful. Oh, she just God. wanted to make sure that everyone knew who my grandma and mother were. Exactly. I love that for her.
0: She's she's a smart woman. Because it's like a, just like having a junior. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. And can we talk about what's like, coming just, up?
1: Just that they need to know that mm-hmm. they're going to see my face mm-hmm. more often. That's all I can say. That's it. Uh. That's all you're pulling out of me. It's all you're getting. I thought we were getting the tea today. I know. Me too. That's why I had to come back. That's why I had to exactly, come back.
0: Exactly. But do, you will see Dr. Yeah. Ali very soon. A lot. That's all you need. That's now. it. That's all you need to know. <laughs> Get used to it. Yeah. Period. Oh my god. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. You can catch a new episode of Relationship every single Friday.